Taddy McCoy. Hello! We're going to be giving you guys the astrological forecast for November, but before that, as is our tradition, when we have a guest on the show, we drink Strega, so drink up, bitches! Strega! 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 Cheers. Slancha! Yikes! I know you're Stregas, but the Slancha... It means to good health. All right. Irish style. All right. I like it. We got to like get a video of Monica's face when she drinks. It's just the look of distaste and disgust. It burns. I feel it burning going all the way down. And I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. Stragas are spicy bitches. We are. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yes, we are. You're also really hot. Yes, we are. Sexy bitch. Sexy witch. Sexy witch bitch. How's that? There we go. So, I know that we've got a lot going on for November, and we just kind of, I feel like we had a pretty nice October-ish, I think. It got a little rocky towards the end. We had Mercury going to retrograde on fucking Halloween, and I know that the veil is still a little thin from Halloween, so as we get closer to Halloween, I had a lot of people ask me, like, why is October a spooky month? Why is it the month of the witches? And it's because we have Halloween, and... The veil between worlds is thinner, which means that our psychic sight is way more active. The spirits are way more active, so it's just the time of the witch. So for Mercury to give everyone the big middle finger on Halloween, I felt like that was a little fortuitous. The reason why I agree is that when we look at the calendar, we can see that with Halloween, Samhain is is New Year, and and the New Year, from a Celtic perspective, I guess I should throw that in, um, it's we're we're in winter, even though we live in Southern California. And um, blessings to everyone dealing with fires. Let's hope that the win- winter actually we can get one here in Los Angeles. That we can um, get some rain. Get and, some get yep. some cold. Like the winds die down. We don't need these Santa Anas anymore. But it's winter, and it's time to go internal. And when we're talking about a Mercury going retrograde, the Sun went into Scorpio. We are in the deep time. We are in deep process. We are in time when we need to be indoors and having thoughts and and not necessarily, you know, jamming and rushing and and going going to and fro with too many things on our plate. This is a time to be cognizant of going within, preparing your home for the winter time, preparing to be inside more which in los angeles it's a little different i mean we just have it so different but other parts of the i mean you grew up in the east coast Mm -hmm. people people are already dealing with snow even though we we are dealing with fire it's it's it we are we are in winter yeah yeah we're in our winter and one thing that i did notice was the second that the sun went into scorpio i feel like a lot of people got really challenged um with their communication with their relationships and all these different things where like I had a lot of clients that would text me and be like, I know I'm not supposed to lash out at this person right now, but I'm really upset and I really want to. And I'm like, no, because that's going to take you back to your old habits and we're trying to break that. So I feel like I don't know what it is, if it's just the intensity of that Scorpio energy, but it was a lot of like self-control and knowing that you're being tempted to get back to these old negative patterns and to just really try and steer clear, but there sure has been a lot of temptation. And that is because when you look at Scorpio, Scorpio is one of the only signs that actually has three um, symbols. The scorpion. Now, the scorpion is exactly what you're speaking of. The scorpion lashes out. That's That's kind of the, you know, I don't like the negative stereotype, but that is the negative stereotype of Scorpio. What your advice was really great because there is the eagle, which flies above the lashing out, and then from the deep work comes the phoenix. I and totally that, didn't know that the eagle was a thing. Yeah. yeah, the eagle is definitely a Scorpio thing. The eagle sure. is a Scorpio thing, and that's why you're, you know, people are wanting to behave like a scorpion. Like, my, my boyfriend, he didn't call me, and he always doesn't call me. It turns into these big heavy, angry, deep things. 
and you want to lash out. But really, if you can fly above and from being above and getting a new perspective, you then can be rebirthed from those ashes as a, as a, a phoenix and, yeah. and rise above it and realize, hey, he didn't call me because he was at work. Yeah, no big He'll call me when he's when he can't. Like, you know, that's just an example. Yeah. That's really awesome though. I like that. And I like how you were able to take um all three of the symbols here and basically make a life cycle out of them from the scorpion being like the beginning of the journey of like what you don't know and then as we progress and go through the lessons learned to kinda of rise above. I like that. Everything kinda of come in full circle. Correct. And you know, we we talked in October and I mean, you know, how sometimes it's only a month, but it feels like a lifetime ago. You know, astrologically, you know, the calendar, October 1 to October 31, really in astrology, it's it's kind of new moon to new moon. And so we just had the new moon, which was close to when the sun went into Scorpio. And that the new moon that we that we had on the on October 27th was an interesting new moon because it had a hue to it. It had Uranus energy, which is changes. And perhaps some lashing out because it's like a lightning bolt. And on that same day, we had a hard situation, which was Mars, which is aggression, and Saturn, which is rules. We had Mars, which is passion and angst and irritability and go, go, go. And we had Saturn that's breaks, breaks, breaks. And so when you have that energy together, it... I think that that's probably why kind of the end of the month felt a little heavier than most of that Libra that we talked about with the, with the levity and balance and balance and the relationships. Now we're in, we're in the dark, deep waters. Shit just got real y'all. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) So let's, let's circle back real quick before we dive into just everything that's going on in November and address the mercury retrograde thing because everybody freaks out and i know that we touched on this the last time that we talked to you too but now that we're actually in the retrograde i figured we could like get a little bit more in depth with it about what you can anticipate with the mercury retrograde but also it's not always super sucky it Correct. is. It is. It is sucky, guys. It's no. really sucky. But there are good things with it. Like you can deal with the headache because there's benefits still if you know how to work with it. You can actually get stuff done in your favor, though. Correct. And I think that the fact that Mercury is retrograding in Scorpio while the Sun is in Scorpio, it is kind of a double-headed. Uh, it's like a double header of the type of energy. Now. Yes, Mercury gets a bad rap because people will drive to an appointment and they had the wrong day. People sometimes will miss appointments. People will get confused on a work email. You know, that that stuff is heightened during a Mercury retrograde and that's why it gets the bad rap. Um, I had an interesting conversation with with another witch and, you know, sometimes when you constantly feed something, it comes true. 100%. 100%. That's so every, everybody talking about, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Don't do anything. Well, then that's that that's going to come to life. It's going to manifest. But what I would really encourage people to think about with the Mercury retrograde, it's kind of like when we talked about the void, of course. It's time to use the rewords. It's time to retreat. It's time to rest. And it's time to redo if you, it, this is not a time to not do anything and not work on a project that like we live in the mundane world yet. We can't do that. It is not feasible. You can restart something that you didn't finish. You can revisit a journal that you haven't been writing in. If you haven't been writing your dreams down, start over. Yeah. Like, like all those redo, revisit, you know, re replan. If you, if you plan something, it doesn't mean you can't plan it, go back in and redo it. I mean, that's, that's basically how as witches, we are not controlled by these planets. No, we shift and we use the planets as guideposts and we use them to do magic and to evolve and to help ourselves. And that's why a Mercury retrograde is a really good time. I mean, it's winter, you know, rest. What's wrong with what's wrong with putting rest first? Absolutely nothing. 
I am all about sitting on the couch in my jammies, and so now I have an excuse to do it. I love what you just talked about, about redoing things and revisiting, because I love to tell my clients, like, it is time to pull that old project out of that shoebox that's under the couch, because generally what I've noticed with a retro, with a Mercury retrograde is when you revisit something, it usually comes out better than it did the first time. You're more ambitious, more passionate about it the second time around. And that's what's really exciting because I know that everybody has things that we just kind of abandon, we forget about, we get distracted, and we get this time when everything else is slowing down and you can't get anything fucking done anyway, so you might as well go back to these things. But you also said redo, which I do have a really fun little tip that I do during retrogrades because I know that what we tend to do during Mercury retrograde, we have to revisit and repeat somehow. Repeat. That's a really good one too. Thank you. Yes. And so the trick is, is if you know you're going to have to repeat some shit, you might as well make it something that you want to do. So think about something that you want. Do you want to buy that piece of jewelry? Do you want to go on that really kick-ass date to that restaurant that you want to go to? I know that travel technically isn't advised during Mercury Retrograde, but I've traveled to some pretty epic places during a retrograde, and I have to say that I tend to revisit them. And I do it, not that I book the trip during a retrograde on purpose, but I tend to notice afterwards, like, oh, crap, Mercury goes into retrograde while I'm there. So I just kind of go, oh, okay, cool, that just means I'm going to go back to this place again. Fantastic. So I always try and find something that you want to do and do it during a Mercury retrograde, and being a witch, go in with that intention that you're doing it so that you know you're going to repeat it. That's absolutely brilliant. I also want to repeat, like, we live in the mundane world. We are not the boy in the bubble. We can't stay... In, I mean, I'm suggesting to rest more, but we cannot live in our bedrooms for the entire time that Mercury is retrograde. Have you seen those Mercury retrograde onesies? It's I like, don't know if I have. It's what? basically like this giant human like sock thing. <laughs> and then like, it's kind of like a ridiculous turtleneck so that you can just pull it over your head. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. I have seen that and I want a green one. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. I will have to show you. Oh my God. I really like what you said about redoing because the thing about, you know, the thing about Mercury is that it is about communication and writing and, and information. You know, if you're working on a book, edit the book. You, you can't write and not edit. I mean, you may not want to, that's not going to be the time you want to start the book. If you've been working on something, it, if you've been working on a painting, go in and do the touch-ups. I mean, that's, that's how you shift this instead of being a victim to Mercury being in retrograde. And that's what we are not. We are witches. We're not a victim to anything. Why are we going to be a victim to a planet that's far away? We're not. No. Nope. I refuse. So let's get some witchy tips in here. How can you use witchcraft and magic to curb a retrograde? Mama Strega, over here, take it away. Um, Let's see. I would say do some orange candles with some uh, mercury retrograde oil. I think that could counter some stuff going on. Why would you use? Why would you use orange though? Because that's the color of mercury. Good. Yeah. What do you mean, good? Who? Oh, you my teacher now. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I like this. I'm the one that says good. Nice. Yes, I am. Okay, there you go. So that's that's one of the things I would do. I agree. Hematite seems to be a really popular one too, using hematite for grounding because yes. the retrograde does tend to be a time that we get really ungrounded. Yeah. Um, another thing that I personally like to do is I like to use fluorite, which isn't a crystal that most people would associate with mercury retrograde, but the reason being is because fluorite is a really like cooling stone like if you look at it even it's, it's even like cooling colors but it just kind of mellows you out it's all about balance focus and so i feel like if you couple that with hematite for a mercury retrograde i think that would work because it would help keep your temper and your frustrations cooler i keep you more balanced i would like to add that the reason why i agree with that is that scorpio you know, there's a lot of old school traditional astrology. You know, traditional astrology, there was no Pluto. I mean, right. think about it. So Scorpio was ruled by Mars. Oh, wow. So Mars, again, action, hot, aggressive, heat, aggressive, war. war, passion. So if you, you, cooling that, just to cool it down so it takes the edge off, I think is a re- like fluoride would, that would be a really good idea. 
Yeah, so I like that. I just think it just kind of, like, I kind of think of any retrograde, it's kind of like something is in flame. So if we kind of cool it down. Yeah. So yeah, put orange candles for sure. And then you can even even put like some of the mercury retrograde oil on the crystals. You know, you could carry them with you. Yeah. And rub them when, you know, your phone starts to act up and your car is being dumb and, you know, mercury's retrograding all over your life. You go to the the bank and the computers are down. You go to the supermarket and the computers are down. Yeah. I like, I like also, you know, the, the oil, or if you can just, you you know, maybe the day on, on Samhain this year, burn mercury incense and waft it over your wallet, waft it over your phone. That's just going to keep it. I see you mercury. And I, I, I have my wallet in my purse closed and protected mm-hmm. just I a like little that. just a little touch there you go i like it i like it too mm-hmm. so what else do we have to look forward to you know oh, well i wonder if i um you know i like to do do the month in a straight obviously linear fashion but there is one specific day where it is fair to look at a mercury retrograde with a it's going to be a hard day eyes Okay. And I, why don't we talk about that day? Let's sure. do it. Okay, so on November um, 11th, which is actually Veterans Day this year, Mercury is actually going to transit the sun. What that means is that Mercury is not only conjunct, you know, a conjunction is when a planet is within, I don't know, let's say five, six degrees of each other. Um, that's, I'm just throwing that out there. But when, with this particular, this is when... Mercury is going to be at the same degree as the sun. Now, there is a concept called combust, and that's when a planet is within eight degrees of the sun. The reason why it's combust is because the sun is huge. The sun is big, plus its corona makes it bright. So the planet is stuck right in the sun's giant gaze so what happens is is some astrologers would constitute this as an affliction as a as a hard thing because the sun gives more energy to that planet so when mercury there's another word another astrology word it's called kazemi that's what that's it means like heart of the sun it's within like minutes there so on november 11th Mercury and the sun are going to be combust and Kazemi and that's going to, that could be like the day when some of those stereotypes of Mercury happen. That could be the day, let's say you're late to work and you're in a parking lot and that person is on their phone walking diagonal across the parking lot. You're late. You're getting more mad. You want to hit the person. You're not going to do that. But (laughs) Every, and then you hit a red light. Then you hit a red light, and then you hit a car that's going to die in front of you. So now you're later to work. That's that's that kind of day. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to sit here. I like the term pillow fort. You know, if you have the opportunity on November 11th. To do nothing. To do nothing. So I mean. That's the day to use your sick day. If you, if you, if that's how you want to do it, yeah. I mean, I would just be easy. Be easy on that day. Because that's going to be a really... That that combust and that Kazemi is a very can be very irritated, especially because the sun is in Scorpio, Mercury is retrograde in Scorpio. A lot of that deep Scorpio that is the Scorpion, that's when that's gonna come out. Okay. And let me tell you what day of the week that is. I think it's a Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Check you out. Because I know because of my birthday. Because her birthday is coming up, guys. You know, so that, it's happening at 722. Again, this is Pacific time. That morning commute, I I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I would not want to do a morning commute that day. I'm super excited that I don't have to go to work till 11 o'clock most days. Right. Yeah, but that's a Monday you're off. Oh, so I'm off, which means good luck to all you guys. I will be in my pillow fort with my puppies. It'll be a pillow puppy fort. There you go. So... Just to kind of like finish up with our Mercury retrograde conversation, when can we look forward to Mercury going direct? Mercury goes direct on November 20th. Okay. Awesome. And what, and that's a Wednesday. It happens at 11, 12 a.m. Now remember, 
I, I mean, like, we don't have to remember if this is the first time listening. Hopefully it's multiple of many listens. Yeah. Um, when a planet stations, even though by this point, some of that negative um, Mercury retrograde, you know, f- feelings that may be happening, by then it's waning because it's, it's the end of it. The station days, again, things get revisited and re-brought back up. So, again, November 20th, yes, Mercury goes direct that day, and we can look forward to that. But that could be kind of that last chunky day of bad traffic, missed appointments. Just that That's all I wanted to remind people of. Right on. Okay. It's not like get out the pom-poms and party quite yet. Okay, so I'll wait till like the 21st, maybe 22nd. Yeah, all right. yeah. I can, I can get behind that. I can deal. So what else does November have in store for us, my friend? Well, I just want to, you know, we did discuss that November is Scorpio month, especially with the Mercury retrograde. So the theme of November is go deep. We're going to be deep within our psyches. We're going to be deep within our process. And um, that's actually a good thing. I mean, there's a reason why the planet, why the months, you know, Libra was lighter. Scorpio, we're going to have that go deep. And then when the sun goes into Sag, uh, that's going to be a time for going out. And that, the sun goes into Sag on November 22nd. So from, from November 1st to the 22nd, the sun is in Scorpio. We're deep. When the sun moves into Sag... We're going to be more outgoing. We're going to be more expansive because all the hard work that we did and that transformative, you know, psychological deep work that we did, we're ready to manifest it and be out with it. And that's what that's what will start to happen on the 22nd. Now, the other thing that's interesting this month, since we talk about, you know, a lot of people, the thing about astrology, it's the main big four. It's self, how, home, where you live, relationships, and work. So a lot of what we look at for these general kinds of the moods of the month, um, we have Venus in Sag almost the entire month. And Venus in Sag, you know, even though we're doing some deep work because of the sun, you know, the sun is shining with the gaze of deep, dark waters. The, the, the planet of love is actually in a expansive sign of of. Um, Sag. It also is a time for people to study love and relationships. Sagittarius is not just party time. It is study. It's it's higher octave of learning. And you know, if you're interested in studying, you know, some some you know, self help, like trying to learn about relationships and you know the love languages. Have it? Have we talked about the love languages either? Ever? We have not, but you just like nailed it. I'm like that would be a good thing to talk about. Yeah. And study would be the love languages during that time. Study. Find out what your love language is while Venus is in, is in Sag, because when you know what you need in a relationship, that's and you and you clarify that. That's just gonna help you get the kind of relationship you want and help you work if you're in a relationship, keeping it thriving and successful and cultivating it. Find out what your partner wants and needs because you can't, you know, we're, as much as we're witches, I love to pretend we're all mind readers. It's really hard to read your partner's mind. It really is. It really, it really is. I would like to think that I'm a mind reader and I think I can pull it off sometimes, but it's really one of those like fake it till you make it. Correct. Now, when we talk about the planets, I just kind of want to point out that all the planets are actually associated with deities, especially when you get into Roman deities. It's, they're not even different names. They're all the same names. So a lot of times when we're talking about planets doing different things, whether it's something really good or something really aggravating or anything in between, a lot of people tend to petition that deity or give that deity offerings to kind of be like, hey, help me out here or you know, chill the fuck out, that kind of thing. So when we talk about, like, Venus and Sag, this would be a great time to work on your Venus altar, work on your love altar. And when we talk about doing altars, well, it's fabulous if you can have a huge one or one with a statue. That's not necessary. You can even just find a picture of the deity that you like. And Venus really likes pink candles. She likes green candles. She's a fan of Unikite 
rose quartz, copper, brass, which are things that you may just kind of have hanging around the house. Pour her a little bit of rosé, light that pink candle, give her some miscellaneous copper that she found and be like, can you please be nice to me? I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. She likes presents, so you give her presents and she'll gift you with a little bit of like easiness or blessings in your life. And, you know, even though we're talking about Venus being in Sag, which Sag is male, it's still Venus. Like we're still talking exactly like what, what you're suggesting, like pay homage to that goddess. It's just that the hue that Venus has for almost the entire month of November is an expansive hue. It's a studying hue. And it, it can be really fun, too. Sag is fun. Yeah. Jovial, yeah. Yeah, jovial, yeah. for sure. All right, so we're going to start going through these days here. On November 5th, we do have a transit that could be um, a little heated. Mars and Pluto are going to be at a angle which is not necessarily easy. Mars is action. Mars is passion mars is vitality and mars is aggression and war pluto is is pluto pluto is going to add in some of that deep the same deep work that we're speaking of pluto is power so you're gonna have the planet of war at a tough angle with power so that with mercury being in retrograde that day i'm not saying do the pillow fort that day by any means but be mindful of power conflicts be mindful if there's something that you're feeling that you are lacking power or if you don't realize it you could be the one that's over abusing power and that could be a day to really kind of think about slowing down and be mindful of that i like it so that's november 5th november 5th remember, that is correct remember the 5th of november okay. oh isn't that wait witty <laughs> Isn't, wait, isn't that... It's Guy Fox Day. Yes! I was, my brain was too slow. <laughs> it is also the Naughty Fairy's birthday that day, too. Yes, so. Oh, that means the Naughty Fairy, there's going to be a lot of power in her solar return charts. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we did talk about the 11th. That, the 11th again. Now, I wanted to re make sure I was really clear about something. Um... That is a transit that you can see if you have the proper telescope. Oh. You don't want to try to look at the sun and see this because it's like an eclipse. Mm -hmm. you, you will damage your eyes. Oh, wow. So let's Good be mindful of that. Yes. Um, the other thing about November 5th, sorry, I jumped ahead. Um, almost that entire eight hours of the day. So it's not a full day, but there's a void, of course, moon that day also for eight hours. So during the day... You know, I'm not saying build a, a pillow fort necessarily that day, but for eight hours, you're going to have the moon be in that in, internal mode while these power struggles are going on. So just be mindful. So basically the moon is going to say does not want. Correct. Yeah. So baby, you know what? Fuck that day. We're going to just like, we love you, naughty fairy, but we're erasing that day. Otherwise, well, mate, her, you know, her. <laughs> Her um, birth date might fall outside of the void of course. She can hit up Taddy McCoy and I can let her know. There All you right. go. How does that sound? Well, it's not my birthday, so I'm erasing that day from my calendar. Right. And that is a Tuesday, which is the Mars day, if you think about it. Yep. All right. Now, we have a full moon. Well, we have the first quarter. Sorry, I jumped ahead there. The first quarter falls on November 4th, which is, the, is Monday. Then the full moon is going to happen on November 12th, immediately after the full moon. Now, the full moon happens at 535 in the morning, 534, excuse me, again, Pacific. So that means that night, you know, Sunday or Monday, November 11th, leading to November 12th, that's when the moon's going to be the biggest. You can see it. That's going to be, you know, if you're a full moon person, have a hard time sleeping, that night is going to be the hardest night to sleep. However... Right after that full moon, the moon's void, of course, pretty much the entire day. So if you're going to do some moon work, you got to do it with the energy of the full moon because it immediately shifts, you know, two hours after the full moon. Hmm. Interesting. Does and that... And so basically that means everyone get with your covens, get with your witchy folk and do your rituals on the 11th? Correct. Oh, 11th. The 11th, the All night. Right. 
The night of the 11th is the night that witches gather. The night of the 12th is when you stay home with your bubble bath and your bottle of wine. Correct. the moon is void, of course. Correct. Got you. All right. Um, okay, so we are going to now spend some time, because, you know, we talked about Venus and relationships, and we also talked about how um, we're in Scorpio and we're going into those deep waters. Now, sometimes in relationships... And sometimes in the waters, things get a little confusing. Things get really murky. And on November 14th, we have Venus, which is the planet of love. And we have it at a, at a, a harsh angle to Neptune. And Neptune and Venus, they're, they're actually really close together. Um, Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. That's great. You know, Venus is beauty and aesthetics and Neptune is art and the spirituality of art. But sometimes Neptune can be foggy and confusing. So when you put that together at that harsh angle, that's kind of a marker for confusion and relationships and for things people might kind of have a delusion about the relationship. If you're seeing somebody and you haven't had the talk and yet not really sure what's happening in the relationship that day is going to bring those feelings up and you're going to be you could have some confusion it's not the day to have the talk i feel like you just called neptune a fuck boy <laughs> i called neptune i said neptune was a little confused little beer beer goggles or whatever yeah let me have some more of this that'll you need help. some more of that speaking yeah. of beer goggles it's time for us to put on our strago goggles okay here you go mm-hmm. shot number two this is yeah talk about neptune making things confusing the the liquids of of did beer you, goggles did you just oh i thought you just like oh that. no i'm irish but i'm not crazy all right good that, you would be like yeah Strega has this really awesome, like, spiciness to it. That's Monica Strega's We song. have to get her face. It's just, it's amazing. It's I amazing. love, I love the herbal notes. I feel like it's a digestive. Is it a good, yeah, it's very, it, it, you can feel the burn going down, right? I, oh. I can appreciate help with digestion. Thank you. Yeah, it's got a lot of botanicals. I love it for a winter drink because it's so warming. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it's not something that I had really heard of before. I don't know if anyone else has heard of Strega. And I'm not talking about the witchcraft Strega. I'm talking about the alcohol Strega. And it kind of tastes like Jaeger. Yeah, but, it's that herbally. Yeah. Like Sambuca. Yeah. yeah, but it's better. It's yes, better. It, it is. It is. I'm I sorry. I'm sorry, Mama Strega. No, no. <laughs> it is better. People should totally go and go go to whatever your local like actual liquor store is, like Bevmo or something like that, and check it out because it's really yeah. worth it. I'm really glad that I found this. Is is there anything about Strega Witch and Strega the drink? Is there any kind of relationship between the words? Uh yeah. Look on the look on the bottle. It's a it's a witch. Oh, I like, she's got a broom. Yeah. So it, there's <laughs> witches dancing around a tree. Strega means witch. And, and so the drink is like the, the yeah, it's the witch liquor. It's a witch liquor. But even liquor, I don't even course. know her. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> when we talk about Strega as a witchcraft, though, it even talks about we have um, a thing that we put on our altar called the spirit flame, and it's a cauldron that we'll have that's going with fire, you know, hence flame. Um, that's there and it can it can charge your tools it can represent spirit and ancestors and all these different things it's a very powerful thing to put on your altar it's a blue flame yes and it's blue and traditionally what you use to create the spirit flame is the strega liquor i love that that came up well you know what i feel that my witches would rather drink it than use it in the cauldron there (laughs) you know what i'm saying so I, I bet know. it smells better than using that right. 95% alcohol. Yeah, right? <laughs> God. Well, someday when we get rich and famous, or witch and famous, we will burn some Strega. We're going to be so fucking bougie that we'll be able to use Strega there in our go. fucking I wanna, flame. I want to jump over a Strega blue flame cauldron. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Are we going to have to do a wine, spirits, and witches, like, Beltane yes. fucking fire jumping oh thing? Oh my god, you never know. It's okay. We'll just make the fire, like, two inches tall. Everyone can fucking jump over that shit. Yeah, that and sounds it'll great. Be blue. All right. I like it. We're inclusive. All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I'm curious, you know, witches, this whole concept is, you know, this... This being confused in your relationship, I think it doesn't matter if you have Venus square Neptune in your chart or the day that Venus is square Neptune. I think that having confusion, not knowing what, what you are doing in the relation, you know, if you're casually dating someone. I mean, these are these are things that people talk about constantly. Every day. Every day. And so I think it's the reason why I really wanted to spend time with it is that Again, it's not the day to have the talk, but is there something that people can do? Is there like clarity of self? Is it clarity, you know, what's happening in this relationship? What do I actually want? Is there something that people, that you recommend to people when they're in that mode? I think that a lot of people want the clarity in the relationship. So they come and they, we do a candle for them. We do a clarity candle for them so they can get the insight that they need. That's what I think, that's what I would do. I recommend that you hit up Mama Strega and get yourself a candle for November 14th. There you go. Monica's specialty is candles. You want a fucking candle done, she will give you a candle. Yes. Like, hers are really, really amazing. Um, If anyone is in the LA area, you need to wait and see when she's teaching classes on it because it, it gives you amazing foundation. But talking about the 14th, because it's a day of Venus and Neptune... Monica and I actually created a bath that would be beneficial for this day. And we chose to do a bath because it's elements of Neptune. Neptune is water, so we kind of incorporated him right there. And then what you're going to put in your bath is pink salt. Salt is very purifying and cleansing, and since it's pink, it's something that goes more with love and with your heart chakra. And we added in roses because rose is uh, the elements of Venus and it relates with her. But what we wanted was something that was a little bit more for clarity. We tied in Neptune. We tied in Venus and love. So we wanted something for clarity. And we are going to put in there some star anise because that opens up your eye, your third eye, and it gives you clarity. That's awesome. And the coolest thing about this is because I know that not everyone is as fortunate as us to have the Green Man store down the street from them. These are all things that you can legit find at your grocery store or wandering around the neighborhood looking for a rose bush. So these aren't ingredients that are hard to find. Right. You can find them any, almost anywhere. Whether you're shopping or on the street, gathering, yes. That is so important because I think... I know. Do you think sometimes people kind of hold themselves back? Oh, I don't live by metaphysical store, so what could I possibly do? And that's yeah. absolutely, they're that's just holding expand, themselves back. You have to expand your thoughts on that because there, there's ways to do it if you don't have a metaphysical store. You could still find herbs in your local grocery store and use them for uh, magical purposes. You know, that's another thing with Venus and Sag. I mean, Venus is love and venus is the feminine i mean expanding how you do women's work is totally in line with this month Mm. i love it expanding how you go deep which is that part of the scorpio is totally in line with this month and not to say that boys aren't witches too but i really do when i think what almost when anybody thinks of witchcraft or thinks of a witch they think of a woman mm-hmm. so i encourage and challenge everybody listening right now to expand your witchcraft try something new try something that you haven't tried before that you didn't think that you could you didn't think you were powerful enough for let us know what you decided to do how it worked if you need guidance on how to do it but challenge yourselves right now. If it's time to expand that women's work, it's time to expand it uh, to expand in your witchness. Yes, I, absolutely. It sounds like Venus is really busy for the month of November. Well, like she's you know, got shit going on. Venus, Venus is in in Sag. Sag is busy, and you know those those aspects they, they come up. You know, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, it's it's Venus isn't going to square Neptune again until what we're in Pisces. You know, so it, it, it's not, it's, it's going to be a few months until that happens again. So you're, you got it. There's special things going on with Venus. Um, 
Can we jump ahead to the exciting news? Sure. Let's do it. Give us some good news. Let's do it. So we already talked about how on the 22nd, the sun goes into Sag. Sagittarius is outgoing. It's it's jovial. It's, it's expansive. Well, right around the corner from when the sun goes into Sag, Venus, which we've been talking about, Venus is going to be conjunct, which is right next to Jupiter. Jupiter is in Sagittarius, which is its ruler. So Jupiter, this entire, Jupiter's about a year cycle. This entire year, Jupiter has been in its ruler. So there has, even though we've, you know, people have said that 2019 has not been the easiest, there's been a lot of luck and expansion and opportunity that has come from sad, uh, excuse me, Jupiter being in its ruler. When we talk about Venus, which is love and beauty, being conjunct the planet of luck and opportunity, this, and this is on Sunday, November 24th, this is a day where anything is possible. Anything is possible. This luck be a lady tonight. Wow. Because if you have something that you, I'm getting the chills even thinking about it. If you want to be in a relationship, you did the work, okay? You know, when we were talking about that confusion in relationships, that goes for people who aren't in relationships. Why am I not in a relationship? There is work that you can do on yourself. You got to be self-sufficient to be able to be in a relationship. So we did the work on the 14th and now on the 24th, this is the time. If you need luck, if you need money, if you want to be in a relationship, this is the day to do the work. The moon is also conjunct Mars. Sometimes that can be a little agitated, but it's also, there's going to be action that comes into emotions. This is a very potent day to do spell work, to do ritual, to craft anything that your heart desires, because this is the time where it will be fortuitous. Wow. That's my daughter's birthday. My younger daughter's birthday. She's going to have a wonderful year. I hope so. I'm so happy for her. Go buy a lotto ticket, girl. Buy a lotto ticket. You know, if, if you, so basically the night of the 23rd, Go out. If you are one of these people that says, I want to be in a relationship and you sit on your couch. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're going to have a relationship with your cat and your your television. Yeah. Go out on the 23rd. Do something that you've always wanted to do. Luck is in the air. Luck be a lady tonight because she's going to be ramping up all the opportunities for everyone. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to know. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome date. And Monica and I actually prepared some spells to share with everybody in celebration of the 24th. And I'll go ahead and start since it's a day because Taddy told us that it's a day for love. It's a day for just fucking everything. Basically, it's a day to just go and get it. So I thought it would be cool to share with you guys a recipe for a fast luck oil because who doesn't need that once in a while? And fast luck oil can be applied to yourself, your wallet, whatever needs to be lucky. It's good for gambling, job interviews, anything where you feel like you need to be lucky with a quickness. The one thing that I would like to caution with this is don't overuse it because with, as with most witchcraft and most substances, we can build a tolerance. So you want to use this when you, um, when you really need it in a pinch, but don't try and use it every day because it's going to start to wear off and you won't feel the effects as well. But this is my fast luck oil. Can I really quick say something? Absolutely. Because it's in line with exactly what you said. Now. Sorry. I had to blow my nose. Sound <laughs> guy, that won't happen on November 24th. <laughs> okay, note to self, we are recording one. Spirits and Witches on the 24th. It's going to be fucking flawless, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. So the thing about what you just said about don't overuse it. The thing about Jupiter. Now Jupiter is wonderful. Jupiter is luck. Jupiter is expansion. But Jupiter can make you stupider. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. You know this. Uh, thank you, Sheldon. That's a good one. Um, here's the deal. Jupiter is so big. It, you sometimes Jupiter can bring in a 
overdoing it. Like sometimes Jupiter can make you overeat or sometimes now this is, this is not that day, but you know, Jupiter can make you overdo it. And so I think that you're very smart to let people know, don't overdo it. Yeah. Do a, do a working for sure and use the fast money oil, but you don't need to bathe in it. Yeah. Don't be extra as fuck guys. Right. I mean, I think that goes, like, I found some great different mixtures of oils or incenses or, like, little spells that work really, really well. And because of that, I try and only use them just as needed because I want to make sure that they work when I need them to and that I haven't played them out on stupid shit. So this isn't something that I would use every day, but this is a great fast luck oil and you need 10 drops of each tonka bean, patchouli, and cinnamon oil. And you need a carrier oil, which is super fucking important, guys, because a cin- cinnamon oil is what we call caustic, meaning that it can burn you. Um, I actually have a friend that put it on in her cleavage because she knows that cinnamon is a sexy oil, and she felt like her boobs were on fire. I know somebody who accidentally put too much in the bathtub. Oh. And Lady Bits lit on fire damn i haven't had that happen but one time i dressed a candle with it and for whatever reason my hands didn't burn but then my nose was itchy and i scratched my nose and then i had this like bright red mustache going on all day i paid for it so men do not put cinnamon oil on your fingers and go to the bathroom because you will pay the piper oh that has happened in the past so fyi i so basically, cinnamon oil is up there with like jalapeno juice. Yes. yes. Like massive owie, which is why you need a carrier oil. A carrier oil will help ease coat it. your skin, ease it, so that you can mix all of these things together and not burn the ever living shit out of yourself. The carrier oil that we like to use is coconut oil, uh, fra- fractionated, I think, I hope I'm saying that, fractionated coconut oil, because you can mix your essential oils with this, but not take away from the scent, and also not take away from the power. So we're going to do 10 drops of tonka bean, patchouli, cinnamon oil, a little bit of a carrier oil, you're going to need a pinch of sugar, one whole coffee bean, and a pinch of alkanet root. If you can find it, try and find it online. Go to your metaphysical store. It's freaking fantastic for luck. And because it's such a really pretty dark red, scarlet-y kind of color, it will actually dye your oil red, which is super cool. That's super for this, um, for Sag. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, because we're in Sag, so this is it's awesome. All, it's fire. It's red. You know what? You guys should actually just blend this on the 24th and then use it, too. So I do have a little incantation. So you guys are going to put this in some kind of sealable vial, jar, bottle, whatever you want. And as you do, you're going to take it, and you can shake it, and you're going to say, I conjure and stir, I summon and call, swift as the wind, my luck overall. And you can add this to candles, wear it on your person, anything where you need luck with a quickness. Very good. So that is my fast luck oil. And what do you got prepared for us, Monica? I have a power oil because sometimes we need to be in power or we need to be power over something. Um, And it's very simple. It's two ingredients. It is equal parts of frankincense and benzoin. And you can use it the same way. You can use it on things, on candles, on stones, on clothing. And it will give you that boost that you need, that power that you need. Put that on the out. Put a little bit on when you go out. There you go. The night, you know, the night that you, I mean, you go out both, I mean, if you want to go out both nights, I, I fully recommend it. This is an, ex- people are going to want to be out and out, even though now the moon is towards the end. The moon is, is very much, um, almost a dark moon at that point. But I think that the, because of this heightened energy of the Sag, it's not going to matter about the moon phase mm-hmm. and people are going to want to go out. Okay. It's also the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yes. People like to go out before they got to make that trick home or they may already be traveling. This is a time to be out, be loud and proud. Okay. You're so almost, that oil would help. You're almost stuck at home with the family and there's going to be tryptophan and turkey. You might as well go out and get fucked up and get lively first, right guys? Yeah. Fully. Um, see, what's interesting since we're talking about that, uh, the very next day, so this is happening in a very late degree of Sag. It's, I think it's at 28 degrees. You know, every uh, sign has 30 degrees. So pretty much the next uh, late afternoon on Monday the 25th, Venus goes into Capricorn. Now, very different than Sag. Capricorn is a very 
intern, you know, it's an internal love. It's more of a service love instead of an expansive love. And on Thanksgiving, the moon is also in Capricorn. The moon will be void, of course, for just a couple hours. So we're going to have, I, what I'm saying about Thanksgiving is I, I feel with the moon and Venus being together, um, that's a very loving, like your emotions are going to be in tie and in, entrenched and in line with how you love and with venus being that service i i'm seeing a, a thanksgiving that may not be the most drama it may actually be a time to be home with family and working together in service and in love and i, I that's kind of how i'm seeing thanksgiving this year nice like that i you know what i love that and thank you for saying that just because so many people look to the holidays especially thanksgiving they think of having to be around their family and you automatically think of drama of that drunk uncle that doesn't shut up of whatever it is that kind of creates problems and it makes us veer away from family and veer away from being excited about a day that's supposed to be about abundance and togetherness so i love that so i'm just thank you for that i think everyone kind of needs that encouragement especially if you have to go home for the holidays meaning that you actually have the excuse to avoid family for those days might be a little bit more incentive to kind of get with it and go home and say hi to everyone. There you go. Because it's also, the moon was also going to be conjunct, be really connected to Jupiter, you know, so that's, you know, jovial. Yeah. It really, sometimes it makes things big, but it's jovial. So Um, I love that. I got to say real quick is, again, I've noticed that, I feel like now that we've started talking to you about a monthly forecast, and I don't know about everyone listening, but I don't know shit about astrology. I know enough to judge people based off of their sign. (laughs) And I am very fucking sign racist. And that's about as far as it goes. But I've started to notice that each month seems to have a theme. And honestly, so I feel like November has a lot of ups and downs, but again, it seems like Venus is just really active and she's just doing all sorts of stuff. I do have one more spell that I thought I would share. This is a fun one. And I thought that this would be good because a lot of times we want to be on people's mind. You want that fuckboy Neptune that you just saw thinking about you. And so this is my forget me not candle. And so the trick with this candle is you need a small one, like not as small as a birthday candle. I like to do like chime candle or a tape or something that will last about 30 minutes to an hour. You don't want a big seven day candle because you want this to, this is a fast acting spell. Just remember fast acting spells are a lot like fast food. They get it done quick, but they don't get it done for long. But, um, so what you need is you need an orange candle. And so even though this is a love, AKA Venus thing, we're doing orange because orange is the color of Mercury, which means that it's the color for communication. If you're not super into planets and you're more into Reiki, I guess you could use a blue candle, which is going to go more into your throat chakra, but I've only done and seen this done with orange candles. So you're going to take an orange candle and you're going to use a little bit of rosemary, which is for remembrance. Rosemary stimulates our memory, which is going to help keep you on that person's mind. They're not going to be able to stop thinking about you. And just to add a little bit of an extra ump, you add a pinch of Damiana, which Mm -hmm. all of my herbal folks know makes you horny. I love you. So you will be both on his big head and his little head. (laughs) And you light it and you say, so-and-so, you can't get me off of your mind. Call me, call me, call me. And you light it. If you really want to drive the point home, you can put a pin in it. Like, I am sticking myself into your head. And I've done this for a couple people. And I have to say that usually the candle doesn't finish burning and they get that text message. Awesome. So... I like that. I think it's a really great one. I call it my forget-me-not spell. I will say that this gets you laid pretty fast, it seems, but this isn't going to be something like, if you're trying to find your husband, that's not going to happen. But if you want to find some good dick, like, I got you guys. Okay. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, I kind of was excited to talk about Thanksgiving. Um, just really quick, to another reason why I get a good um, energy on Thanksgiving this year the moon, the moon turns new on Tuesday the 26th. Now, Wednesday the 27th, we have another one of those planets going stationary. We have Neptune stationary. And all that means is is that what, what happens is when a, a planet moves forward, it stops and it's stationary. It's stationary, retrograde. And then it goes retrograde. And then it stops 
and it goes back direct. So we have Neptune going back to a forward movement. The day of the 27th, sometimes the stationary days, there's just a little missteps that happen. Um, so there could be some missteps with, you know, spiritual practice. There could be some missteps with art. Um, it, it just could be a day with, with a couple weird, you know, some weird things happen, just, just to give you an idea. But then the, between having the new moon and on the 28th of Thanksgiving, Neptune will be in a full direct movement. It's another reason why I, I'm just getting... I'm getting a feeling of it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. And, you know, some people never do Thanksgiving with family. Then do it with friends Mm because it's going to be really fun. It's going to be it's going to be a time where because that that juxtaposition of the fun of Sagittarius and that work ethic everybody's going to work together. Nobody's going to be a slacker, not help with the dishes because of the Capricorn energy. I I see a good Thanksgiving, you know, good. Um, so just to finish out, just to give some clear dates, we had our, our new moon in Scorpio on the 27th. We have the first quarter on November 4th, the full moon on November 12th. The last quarter or the third quarter is on November 19th. And then our new moon in Sag is on November 26th. Very good. And you know what? You did not tell me about my birthday day, how that's going to be. Oh, November 8th. Remind me of November 8th. Let's Anything go. Anything good going on that day? Absolutely. We have sun in a really nice angle with Neptune. Okay. That's going to be, that means in your entire birth, it's called a solar return. We can talk about that. Um, you know, we can talk about a solar return anytime on, okay. on these. Um, you get a birthday reading and it's called a solar return. It's when your sun is in the degree that you were born and every year you get a new you get a birthday chart and it's going to last you the whole year year now you're going to have mercury retrograde yeah for the year but that you know you're yeah you're used to that you're used to that because we've talked about that before you're going to have the sun in a really good position with neptune it's going to make things easy your spirituality in the in this next year especially on the day of your birthday is going to be elevated with that infusion of solar energy nice thank you for that. i think that's really for you it's absolutely perfect thank you you're thank you so ha- much. happy early birthday thank you thank you so much thank you i appreciate that so if we just kind of look at just the overview yes ma'am you got some stuff to say i have another thing to say about monica's birthday oh yes, yes. you also have the sun at a nice angle with saturn Oh, and sometimes Saturn gets a bad rap. You yes, know, Saturn does. gets that planet of being heavy and hard work. But when you have the sun in a good aspect to Saturn, that just means that you're going to be able to get work done. Okay. Your birthday and the entire year. Very good. That's like great. That. That's Thank a productive, a productive year for you. Okay. Right. I like it. A lot yeah. of witchy work. Yes. Shocking. You're doing a lot of shit with this podcast, woman. Okay. All right. I'm up for it. I'm so, ready. Just with what you said about November 8th and about Monica's birthday, it seems like it bodes well for her year, it being her birthday. It sounds like the next year for her is going to be great. What does it mean for everyone else that's listening that doesn't have a birthday that day? Like, is it still, like, a pretty good day for them? Good day to get shit done? Well, yeah, because the sun, the sun, you know, as I was talking about, the sun is our star. It's not a planet. It's the star, and it's what gives life. It's it, It keeps everything alive. When it's at easy aspects to these heavy planets, it's it's productive. It means that you can get, you know, with Saturn, you can get work done. With Neptune, you can get art done. You can get, spirit, you know, ritual. It's it's a Friday, which is a Venus day. So this that's a good day to, to do a work, a working for your spirits. Excellent. For sure. Excellent. That's awesome. So that's really exciting to hear, too, because I feel like, we're kind of flip-flopping between some heaviness and then some funness and then more heaviness. So it's kind of nice to know that we do have some good days to kind of break everything up. And we've got some light days. One of them being the, the November 8th, Monica's birthday. By the way, everyone listening, please send us massive amount of Sasquatch memes for her birthday. <laughs> we all know how Monica is about her man, Bigfoot. 
Um, but then we also have November 24th, which is going to be another big light day. So, you know, guys, I know things are getting heavy. We've got Mercury retrograde. We've got the holidays and all of these things that can be really challenging and triggering for so many people for so many different reasons. And just to throw in, we, you know, we're, we're coming up to the end of, of our podcast today. Um, there is a generational energy that I briefly mentioned in October. And I, I'm, because we're talking about the heavy, um, there is... There is a lot of heavy energy um, that's just kind of the hue of everything because we are leading up to a conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that in December. Okay. Um, but those two, they're not quite conjunct yet in November, but that energy, especially people who are sensitive and who do work, we're starting to feel structure and transformation kind of in a heavy changing energy i think that change is always annoying and uncomfortable you know they don't call it growing pains for nothing correct that's growing pains is a, is a good word for that for saturn and pluto awesome so we kind of know because at some point we've all already experienced this in some way so you know i used to be one of those people that when i would hear more heavy and intense things about astrology I would start to really dread it but guys like we've we've all lived through this or something very similar to it before like we're fucking fine we're all champs we'll get through it but it's change which means that it's growth which means look at the light at the end of the tunnel when you get out of this you're going to be a more evolved person a more evolved witch like things are going to be better we're about to go into the fucking roaring 20s okay that is exactly right. Any transit, you know, astrologers will get all, ooh, this is coming up, and they'll start writing about it two years earlier, <laughs> which, you know, thank you. It's helpful. But on the other hand, it is not forever. Yeah. It's not yes. forever. We're going to talk about it in December. We're all going to get ready. We're going to work on stress management, and we're going to get through it as a tribe, as we always do. Hell yeah. And then we're going to, like you said, we're all going to completely evolve and grow from it. There you go. I love it. Um, so we do have Taddy on our show once a month, and I know that she gives us a lot of astrology terms, which, at least for me, it kind of takes a second to wrap my tiny little head around. And so I know that it can be hard, because it's almost like learning how to speak a second language, but first off, Taddy, you do such a fucking awesome job. We love having you so yes. much. Oh my gosh, you guys are making us. me turn red like a tomato. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you teach us so much, and you it's really awesome, because I feel like... We kind of host like a weekly witch school and we know that once a month you get to send us to fucking witch school, which is awesome. But I know that sometimes people are listening and they're overwhelmed and they don't know what is up and down. And so guys, if you're listening, if you have questions for Taddy about what conjunctions are and Kazimis and all these other strange words that she's giving you or words that you have heard on a horoscope and you're not sure about or you want to know if it's true or whatever... Email us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com and put attention taddy and we will make sure that it gets to her and hopefully on one of the times that she's on the show or maybe we'll just pull her on for one of the Ask Astragas and we can kind of clarify anything so that way everyone can make the most of this. There you go. I am more than thrilled to do that and you know if if some of these words are just too much let me know and I'll use different words. I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy to, to make this material relevant and relatable and Hey, there I go with my rewords. I really, I really want people to, to, to become comfortable. Like what I'm doing is giving you guys a cosmic weather map. I I'm not up here on a pedestal talking directly to the planets and keeping them to myself. Like the point is that we are all gifted, talented, amazing witches and humans. And if we need to understand something in a different way, we'll figure it out together. That's right. hundred percent. This is great. I really appreciate that you guys give me a space to do that. Thank you. This, thank, thank you for coming you on. You are amazing, and I'm so glad that we... You're a bright star in our, in our podcast. Hell yeah. Thank you for being part of the Wine Spirits and Witches Coven. Thank you. you are the shit. Um, one thing, brownie points and bonus points to anyone that can spell Kazemi for me, because I wrote it down, and I know I probably spelled it wrong. Don't tell anyone how to spell it, Taddy. I want somebody... H-U-D-K-S-X-Y... <laughs> 
bonus points to anybody that can spell that shit correctly for me, and I will give you a shout-out on one of the episodes if you send you us a message on either our email or our Instagram at Wine Spirits and Witches. Um, no Googling it. That is fucking cheating, and we are psychic. We will fucking know. And we do like to start ending our episodes with a little bit of a shout-out to anybody. So who you got a shout-out for, Monica? Um, you go first, because I have to think about this for a minute. Me? I'm going to give a shout-out to fucking Taddy, because she is kick-ass. You know what? I'm going to go with that, too. I give a shout-out to our Taddy right here. All right. It's a Taddy McCoy kind of day. I Thank like you. it. You know what? I'm going to give a shout-out to my grand-grand McCoy, because you know what? We're at that time of the year, and my grand-grand taught me to make hamburger soup, get some hamburger, get whatever vegetables you got in your fridge, and there you go. You got hamburger soup. Oh, Do you like she, how she probably just started talking like her grandma, too? I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, my my grand-grand lived, lived an amazing life in Lindsay, Oklahoma. My grand-grand divorced... Her husband, because he was not a good man, and they didn't do that in the 50s. And right. Grand Grand did. Grand she got herself a nursing degree, and she raised four kids by herself. Good Grand Grand her. Jesse, all right. That Shout out. Some Shout bad. out. You want to talk about big dick energy, that's where it's at, right there. Mm-hmm. All right, and with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. So, Merry Meet. Merry Part. And, and Merry Meet, meet Again. again.